0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Carvana. Selling your car? Visit Carvana and enter your license plate or VIN. Answer a few quick questions, and you can get a real offer
1: in seconds. When you finalize your offer, Carvana will pick it up, so you never have to leave the
0: comfort of home. Visit Carvana.com or download the app.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, It's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you,
2: Jonathan. We've got a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are here to play our nerdy games. They're backstage looking for the hidden immunity idol... But only one will be our big winner. And our special guest today is the multi-talented Lena Hall. She played both of the major roles in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Both Hedwig and Yitzhak. That's amazing. That's like playing the Fiddler and the Roof. (laughs) Or like Mama and Mia. Or God and Spell. Our first two contestants will play a game where singers stop being musical and start being real. Real pretentious. Let's meet them. First up, Adrian Bruni on buzzer number one. You write reports for the UN. Welcome. Thank you. Your opponent is Megan Ballback on buzzer number two. You're a high school art teacher. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Adrian and Megan, the first of you who wins two of our games, will go on to our final round. Let's start with a trivia game called The Spoken Word. Jonathan and I will read spoken word sections associated with famous pop songs. You just have to ring in and identify the song or artist or both if you feel like showing off. Here we go. I'm sorry the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Megan. Taylor Swift? Yeah, that one was pretty easy, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, well done.
1: Before you go, there's something I want you to have.
2: Oh, it's beautiful. But wait a minute, isn't this?
1: Yeah. Yes, it is.
2: But I thought that old lady dropped it in the ocean at the end.
1: Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. <laughs> Megan.
3: Uh, Britney Spears.
2: Yeah, very good. Impressive. Oops, I did it again. I was not familiar with that, but you, you remember I it. I
3: watched
4: TRL back in the day, so Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me, so I went running for answers. Adrian. Kanye West. I'm sorry, that is a good guess, but incorrect. Megan, can you steal? I am going to guess... Uh, Common. Also a good guess, but also incorrect. We were looking for Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the name of the song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. It's a dramatic reading. (laughs) Adrian.
4: Kanye West.
1: Sorry? It is still not Kanye West. (laughs) Megan, do you know the answer?
5: Sir Mix-a-Lot.
1: It is Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's right. Baby got that.
2: Hey, bruh, How we doing, man? All right. It's been a while, man. Life's so rad. This band is my favorite, man. Don't you love them? Yeah. Yeah, man, do you want a beer? All right. Oh, man, this is the best, man. I'm so glad we're back together and stuff. This is great, man. Yeah. Hey, did you know about the party after the show? Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Take it easy, (laughs) bruh. Megan. Weezer? That is correct. (laughs) Weezer Undone, the sweater song. Those voices, actually, in uh, Weezer's rendition are, are the original bassist and their favorite roadie. Hmm. <laughs> this comes from the music video version of the song, Ashes to Ashes, Dust to Side Chicks. <laughs> Megan. Beyonce? Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> the song is sorry, but we all know, sorry, not sorry.
1: Not sorry. Yeah.
2: Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute?
1: Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar.
2: Yeah, you do, too. But um, I just wanted to know, do you know somebody named... <laughs> you know
1: his name. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know his name. <laughs>
2: I just want to let you know that he's mine.
1: <laughs> no, no, he's mine.
2: Megan. Uh, Monica and Brandy, the boy is mine.
1: Yeah, that's right. right.
2: <clears throat> T-R-L is paying off for you, <laughs> Megan. Megan. <laughs> I'm getting killed. <laughs> <It's hard. laughs> There's lots of games. Don't worry about it, Adrian. Lots of games.
1: This is your last clue. Ladies with an attitude, fellows that were in the mood, don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. Megan.
3: Um, Madonna.
1: Madonna is correct. That's from Vogue, yeah.
2: Do you remember that video, both of you, either of you?
1: Yeah. Oh, Megan <laughs> is actually voguing
2: So yes That was directed by David Fincher huh. That uh, not well-known director at the time That went on to do such wild small films As The Social Network and Gone Girl
1: kind of, <laughs> some, indie, some indie films Some indie films yeah. that yeah. nobody saw Puzzle Guru Archang, how did our contestants do?
5: Nice job, Megan You're one step closer to the final round <laughs>
2: Next, it's an audio quiz about fictional public radio shows and podcasts. Soon to be a new ABC series starring Zach Braff. Let's check in with our contestants. Adrian, guess what? We we have done something very similar in our lives. You collect snow globes.
4: Oh yeah, I do. Yes. I,
2: I used to collect snow globes.
4: Oh, you gave it up. Why? I, I closed the collection. <laughs> oh, how disappointing for you. Yeah, I, 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 I reached too many. How many do you have total? Oh God probably 35 good ones 30 and then what 25 just crap mm, ones 21 no maybe about like 5 i i could do away with yeah <laughs> But my friends bring them back for me from their this is travels. what happens yeah so i have to go now to wherever they've gone to to make the snow globally legit oh.
2: <laughs> that's interesting yeah, otherwise it's not legit right yeah. so you, you're just like I'll, I'll have this until I go there in this different pile
4: right right yes okay so, so wh- what's have your favorite i go to Armenia that's next uh, one of these years yeah okay uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Megan you're a high school art teacher are there any future Picassos or Monets in the bunch
6: yeah, it's really exciting because a lot of the time I hear, uh, I can't
2: draw. And I'm like, that's okay, this is ceramics, so you don't have to. <laughs> so they surprise themselves sometimes by what they can do. That's fantastic. Oh, Adrian, what's the most public radio thing about you?
4: Well, I don't have tote bags, or I do, but they're squirreled away. Uh, I drink tea out of a, a reusable stainless steel mug thing. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Monster. I think so, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, Megan, what's the most public radio thing about you? Well, every now and then I really
4: enjoy uh, David Sedaris telling me a short story. <laughs> 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 Just kind of softly and gently. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is an audio quiz called National Parody Radio. We're going to play a clip from a fake podcast or public radio show. You ring in and identify the television show it came from. Megan, you won the last game, so you win this, and you're off to the final round. Adrian, you need to win this, or you have to listen to the beginning of Mark Maron's podcast, where he talks about his own problems. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, First up, a classic. Tomorrow is the first Sunday in May. And it's one of our favorite holidays on Delicious Dish. That's right, Margaret Jo. Every year for one day, we celebrate and say thank you to Dietary Dietary Fiber. Fiber. (laughs) Adrian. Saturday Night Live. You got it. That is correct. Feels good, right? You could hear the sweater vests, couldn't you? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I could. Next, this show ran for five seasons on NBC and a sixth season on Yahoo.
6: We interrupt your death metal to bring you some heavy news. All the good Christians got raptured up to heaven, so if you're hearing this, the good news is you're the coolest people in the world. <laughs> the bad news is the world is over. This is
1: NPR. Oh, man, end of days.
2: Megan. Community. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And note, the NPR host did not get raptured up to heaven. That's right. <laughs> Interesting. It's too cool. That. That's right. This Netflix series featured a fictional show called Urban Tales.
0: I have to assume that Piper is much more fortunate than a lot of the women in there with her. What are your visits like? Oh, you know, uh, she catches me up on all the latest prison gossip.
2: <laughs> Megan. Orange is the New Black. That is correct, yes. Just a little note, Ira Glass was actually asked to play a fictional version of himself in the episode, and he said no. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Would you play a fictional version of yourself on a thing?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any job. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Here's a parody of a very familiar public radio show on an FXX sitcom.
1: Okay. Our next game is Limerick Lightning Cage Match.
5: I will read a limerick, and you will complete it. Jimmy, let's start with you. Megan.
2: You're the worst. That is correct, yeah. Little parody of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. (laughs) Rebecca Bunch dreams a podcast called Mom Time Daily on this CW musical comedy.
4: Rebecca, you are one of the most incredible moms I have ever seen, even though you don't have any children and you've only been babysitting for less than an hour. How do you do it?
0: First of all, I want to say what an honor it is for you to have me on your podcast.
4: Megan. Crazy ex-girlfriend? Yes!
2: <laughs> Megan, I feel like you might be watching a lot of television. Well,
4: I, I think
2: you've discovered my secret. <laughs> <laughs> The star of this animated sitcom hosted his own show called Book Talk.
0: This is Peter Griffin, and you're listening to Book Talk on WRNI. Today we'll be discussing Brett Easton Ellis' popular work, Less Than Zero, a tale of privilege, detachment, and youthful alienation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Megan. Family Guy? That is correct, Yes. <laughs> That sip at the end is perfect
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really cuts me to the quick <laughs> It's a kombucha,
2: clearly <laughs> This is your last clue One of these actors used to write for NPR
5: I'm Darren Blum.
4: And I'm Dana Blue And
5: this is Forgotten America Rural Footprints
2: <laughs> Megan Portlandia That is correct, yes And in case you're wondering, it was uh, Kiri Brownstein who wrote a blog for NPR Music. So there you go. Puzzle Archung, how
5: did our contestants do? Well done, Megan. You won both games, and you're headed to the final round.
2: Coming up, we'll talk to our guest Lena Hall, who won a Tony for Hedwig and the Angry Inch and did a voice in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And then we'll play a game about cryptocurrency, which, as far as I'm concerned, is more absurd than My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: If you're a business owner, you know these sounds mean sales. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. Whether you're fulfilling orders from your home office or warehouse, Stamps.com helps you stress less about mailing and shipping and spend more time doing what you love most. Listening to ASMR. I mean, growing your business. But as you grow, so does the need for efficiency. Stamps.com simplifies your shipping and mailing process. Import orders from wherever you sell online. Find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times. Instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers. And buy shipping and mailing supplies when you run low. Save time and money on mailing and shipping. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale.
1: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with Puzzle Guru, Art Chung. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to bring out our special guest. She's a Grammy nominee and Tony Award winner for Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Please welcome Lena Hall. Hi, Alita. So welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you. Uh, You
3: come from a long line of performers and artists. I do, I do. Seven generations back in the Philippines, my father's great, 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 whatever, far back, seven generations, um, was like a dancer and singers. There's uh, one of uh, my great, great aunt was a horror film actress, but she was like the the Monsters, you know? Really? Yeah, the opera singer, a magician, a hypnotist, a painter. Is that your
2: grandfather was a magician and hypnotist? Yes, He, he immigrated painter. to the States? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Your parents are dancers? Yes, my father, uh, choreographer, um, he had his own company, and my mother was his prima ballerina.
2: I know that's, I know very, uh,
3: and you were, you you were a dancer
2: for very many years,
3: very many years, starting at the age of zero. I, uh, (laughs) I came out of the womb dancing. My mom, she actually took ballet class and danced until I was born. So, uh, she said this usually in the mornings while she was pregnant with me before class, she would have like hot, spicy chili because I was a spicy baby. You were spicy. I was that's, a spicy that's what baby, you wanted. Yeah. That's yeah, what you wanted exactly.
2: So you have this dance background and, and performance background, but mm-hmm. what drew you to go the musical theater
3: route? Well, my sister she uh, she was into singing, and she's five years older than me. And I just I always wanted to be just like my sister. And then my sister joined a, a young. People's Teen Musical Theater Company in, in San Francisco. They were looking for dancers um, for West Side Story. So I auditioned and uh, was in West Side Story as a shark. Yeah. Um, yeah, of uh, course. Of course, because I am Spanish. I'm Sp- Spanish Filipino. My, my real name is Celina Consuela Gabriela Carvajal, which is interesting and very beautiful. beautiful. España, yeah. I, but you changed it. I changed it, yes. I found out that Carvajal is a stage name that seven generations back was taken and I always forget I think Garcia is our real last name and so I thought well if he Mm. changed his name and it was a stage name my ancestors would totally understand so I changed my name and shortened it so that it looked good on a marquee Lena Hall I don't know it's just balanced symmetrical it sounds cool it does sound cool (laughs) yeah well done yeah well Lena is a nickname and Hall is whatever (laughs) Hall is whatever (laughs) Deep connection. A deep connection. Yes, deep connection to that. Now, in
2: 2014, you win a Tony for your role as Yitzhak in my favorite Broadway show, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So your audition has been called the epic audition. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Why was it an epic? Neil Patrick Harris said it was the greatest audition ever. Really? Yeah. I really wanted the job. And I saw it um, when I was 19, when it was off Broadway at Jane Street. Mm. I was doing cats. It changed me. It really affected me. And I listened to the cast recording nonstop. And so when I heard it was coming to Broadway, I was like, I have to be seen for this. And I I was like, all right, well, it's a dude. It's not a drag king. It's like a, a dude. And he's. He's like a sound engineer on stage, right. right? I was like, so how can I kind of purvey that in my like first audition, which is you just go in and sing a song, right? So I went in full full drag, and I walked in the room, and there was John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask, and I nearly had a heart attack and died. And then afterwards, they came up to me, and, and John was like, okay, so we're going to call you back. And I was like, whew, great. And they're like, but this time, we want you to never break character when you're in the room the whole time. I was like, okay. They're were like, we're gonna ask you questions and we want you to answer as Yitzhak. I was like, okay. And I had decided that I would write a two and a half minute monologue <laughs> about my backstory being from a communist farming community in um, Croatia that farmed the hair from the yak for the wigs for the cats on Broadway. And it all comes back to cats. Yeah, right, right. you bring it all together. Yeah, you write what you know, right? And this is and your audition? This is my Just, audition, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's a whole monologue. This is insane, and, hilarious. Yeah, and, and I was like, my biggest thing for that whole audition was if I have to be in this room with these people and answering questions, why am I there in the first place? I can't be me auditioning for Yitzhak to be in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That doesn't make any sense. So Kickstarter was like a big deal. And so I was like, I'm in that room to do a Kickstarter campaign to get them to give me money to bring rent back to Broadway. And so after I was done with my two-and-a-half-minute monologue, which was much longer than that, by the way, um, I took a computer out of my bag, and I opened it up, and I stood right in front of them, and I pressed play, and it was a a two-and-a-half-minute Kickstarter campaign video that that I filmed on the streets of Manhattan in character... So the whole time, there's not a sound from anyone watching. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm bombing. And the only time that anyone laughed, it was John Cameron Mitchell. He laughed once during the video. And it was like a, "Ah!" like, that's how he laughed. And um, so they filmed the whole thing for Neil to watch. And then when Neil got the tape, he was like, that's the greatest audition <laughs> yeah. I have ever seen. And I, I obviously got the job. I mean, if you didn't get the audition, you would petition. I think they were
2: also worried. <laughs> yeah. And so Yitzhak is, of course, the love interest of Hedwig. Yeah. So, but in addition to playing Yitzhak, you are one of the few women who also played Hedwig.
3: Yeah, yeah. So what was your take on the role of Hedwig? Well, what's interesting is that because I sat and watched every single performance. I got four different takes on the show. So I got Neil's take, I got Michael C. Hall's take, I got Andrew Reynolds' take, and I got John Cameron Mitchell's take. And everyone did something different. Everyone like had certain moments in the show or certain words or lines that would come out in a different way and mean something totally different. And so I was like sitting there and I had basically a whole thesis going on. Do you know what I mean? It's like I got to study the show... In, like, such an intense way and and know it backwards and forwards because each person brought something different out that I had understand. Yeah. And so when it came to me doing Hedwig, it was already in my mind. It took me a week to learn the show. And, like, their, their little things were, like, would come in. So I was basically, like, the t- sum total of the four headwigs that I had been with. Yeah. You were like the historian yes. of the <laughs> entire show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And no one's ever played both roles. So Right. It's pretty cool actually and it made Yitzhak much more complex because now I saw both sides of the story and both arguments almost. Yeah. It was Awesome.
2: One of the things that we found interesting was, of course, that you also voiced a My Little Pony character. Yes. Uh, I take it you're a fan since you ended your Tony Awards speech with Friendship is Magic.
3: magic. (laughs) (laughs) I was really obsessed with it while I was doing all the interviews for the month of the Tony Awards because the season finale had aired inside of that window right you know and I was like super into that I was like oh my god it was like rainbow explosions everywhere it's like amazing it's like my life you know that's how I was feeling at the moment and I wanted to do a shout out to MLP my little pony but I didn't (laughs) um (laughs) but like my publicist at the time was just like no People are gonna think you're crazy. I'm like, but 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 it's important, you know? Yeah. So I figured out, oh, I'll do it in like the sneakiest way possible. I'll just quote the show. No one will know, except for Bronies, That's right? right? Who are the older male fans of the shows, and then the Pega sisters, which I am clearly, <laughs> and um an older woman who is a fan of the show. They'll know, they'll get it, right? And so I did. I said very end of my speech, I said, friendship is magic. And Hasbro found out. So Hasbro, they, like, reached out. I got a giant box of oh! toys of MLP stuff. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is awesome. But why didn't I also say, you know, sh- Jaguar, your yeah, that's best right. car ever? You know, like, ah, I love Tiffany's diamonds. <laughs> um, so, And they sent me, like, tons of stuff. And they were like, look, we were really moved by this Um, We're thinking of writing you a show. I was like, writing me a show? Like, yeah, your own character. Then you'd have your own storyline and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? And then they wrote me a show, and it's m- the most beautiful. Sh- I couldn't have asked for a better character. I couldn't have asked for better songs. I couldn't have asked for a better storyline. I mean, I really lucked out, and I loved every minute of it. It's fun. Yeah. All right, Lena, are you ready to play
2: and ask me another challenge? No. Yes, yes you are. Fantastic. Uh, Lena Hall, everybody. I'm going <laughs> to welcome back Art Chung. Selena, you're releasing this series of tribute albums of some of your favorite artists called Obsessed. We've created a game for you called Covered Covers. We're going to play a cover version of a song. <laughs> you just have to tell us the name of the song or original artist. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if you do well enough, Ken Welty from Des Moines, Iowa, will win and Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. <gasps> I know. It's, I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> you'll be great. If you need a hint, our puzzle guru, Archung, is standing by. All right, first up, a steel drum cover by the University of Arizona School of Music.
3: That's Salisbury Hill. Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill. Yeah, that's right,
2: Peter Gabriel. Nervous. Salisbury Hill. That was cute. I know it's cute. Peter Gabriel wanted more steel drums, so we He did? No, no, oh. but you can imagine. Here's a chiptune cover by Professor Shy Guy and Amanda LaPree.
3: You oh, this is Tori Amis. Yeah. You bet you a cornflake girl. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. You kind
2: of knew that after like the Piddle. first yeah. sound. You
4: bet
3: well, it reminds me so much of high school, I know,
2: right? Yeah. All right, this is your last clue. This is Jorge Rico on Panpipes.
3: Yes, yes, time on my. Will the time spent with you That's. Elton John singing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is Elton John. Elton John
2: singing. I guess why they—that's that's why, why they, they call I it the
3: blues. I guess that's why they call it the blues. I guess that's why, that's they, call the why they call it the blues, and that's
2: why people love Zamfir. That's yeah. Uh,
3: I think this worked out pretty well. Puzzle for
2: Archung.
5: <laughs> how did Lena do? You did great. Congratulations, Lena. You and listener Ken Welty have both won. Ask me another Rubik's stream. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Lena is releasing a new cover EP every month in 2018 under her Obsessed series and will be performing Obsessed, Elton John, April 2nd at Pianos in New York City. Give it up for Lena Hall. (laughs) Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next game is about cryptocurrencies. If you've gone on a date with a 30-something-year-old man, you've heard about his cryptocurrency portfolio. <laughs> Let's meet our contestants. First up, Gail Galick on buzzer number one. You're a 10th grade chemistry teacher. Welcome. Thank you. So, Gail, as a 10th grade chemistry teacher, what do you hope a 10th grader takes away from your chemistry class?
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, I hope that they enjoy
4: science. Yeah, just I hated chemistry when I was in high school, and uh, I just really want them to enjoy it so that they can understand what's going on around outside them.
2: Okay, so what's one thing you do to add a little extra spark of enjoyment?
4: I make them uh, jump around in the classroom and acting like solid liquids and gases.
2: Really? Yeah. How do they act like a gas?
4: You just run around and bump into things. It's really <laughs> great, except that there's glassware in the chemistry room, so we have to be really careful.
2: Okay, but that's nice. You get them up and let them be physical, and they work out their silliness. Absolutely. Very good. Your opponent is Britter Gunderson on buzzer number two. You evaluate grants at a foundation for autism research. Welcome. Happy to be here. Britter, you love to travel, but you prioritize your travel based on climate change. That's right. Yeah, okay, great. So... Uh, I feel like that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so where, where are places that you... You were going to places that soon might be different in the future. Right. Okay.
6: So, so mostly coral reefs and glaciers. Yeah, coral reefs. So it reefs. is fun. It involves snorkeling and hiking on glaciers. Okay, so where's the last destination that you... Uh... Uh, so last year, we actually did both of those things. We went to Palau and did a bunch of snorkeling, and we went to Iceland and saw some glaciers. Nice. So at what point in your list does America <laughs> hit? So I've been to 47 of the 50 states, and no offense to the last three, but I'm like not really dying to go there. So <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't even think you have to mention them. Everyone has their own mental picture of where those three are to There them. you go. Remember, Gail and Britter, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. Let's go to your first game. You'll play this, that, or the other called Tales from the Cryptocurrencies. We'll give you the name of something. You tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are our categories?
1: Today's categories are cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin, electronic music DJs, as found in DJ Magazine's Top 100 list, and published board games. Here
2: we go. Gail. Ethereum, cryptocurrency, DJ, or board game?
6: I'm going to say DJ.
2: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Britter, can you steal?
6: Cryptocurrency? It is a cryptocurrency.
2: It is pretty much the one that makes you feel most like you are buying nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Disappearing. Yeah, Ethereum. Yeah. Britter, Mysterium. DJ? No, I'm sorry. It is not a DJ. Gail, can you guess?
6: Is it a board game?
1: It is. It is a board game.
2: (laughs) Gail, Electronium. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's right. It's a British cryptocurrency designed to handle mobile transactions and in-game purchases.
6: Interesting. Mm -hmm.
2: Electronium, I think, would be a little on the nose for an EDM DJ.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're
2: right.
1: Where'd you come up with your name, Electronium? <laughs> Britter Cardano. Board game? No, I'm sorry, it is not a board game, Gail. Do you know?
6: Is it a DJ?
1: Uh no, it is neither <laughs> neither board game nor DJ. It is a cryptocurrency.
4: Yeah. Gail
1: Nervo. Is it a board game? <laughs> the most
2: high edge. Uh, Anxiety-ridden board game. No, I'm sorry. It is not Britter. Can you steal Nervo? DJ? DJ. Yeah. Actually, it's a pair of twins from Australia. They are thought to be the highest-paid female DJ act in the world.
1: They're paid in Bitcoin, however. (laughs) Britter Zendo board game. Yes, it is a board game. You said that with some degree of confidence.
6: I feel like I've heard of that. I feel like I've heard of it. Never played it, but.
2: But you will now.
1: These
6: are your last clues.
2: Gail, Dogecoin.
4: Is it a cryptocurrency?
2: (laughs) It does have coin in the. Yeah, you nailed it.
6: Cryptocurrency there. It's in the word.
1: Britter, cat dealers.
6: (laughs) Board game? (laughs) No, I'm
2: sorry. (laughs) I love that idea. Everyone gets nine cats.
1: (laughs) seems like it should be a board game. It is not a board game. Gail, can you guess? A DJ? It is a DJ. DJ? That's right. It is a a Brazilian (laughs) DJ duo, and they are named that because
5: they have nine cats. Oh, gosh.
1: Puzzle Guru Archung, how did our contestants
5: do? Well done, Gail. You're one step closer to our final round.
2: If you carry a 12-sided die in your pocket, prefer really nice headphones, and believe money is a social construct anyway, you should be a contestant on our show. Go to amatickets.org. Coming up, we have a music parody game celebrating accomplished women in the world. And you know what they say? Behind every great woman is nobody. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. (laughs)
3: On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it, and I'll never stop. Dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A, but on Wildcard we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR.
5: When the economic news gets to be a bit much,
3: listen to The Indicator from Planet Money. We're here for you, like your friends, trying to figure out all the most confusing parts. One story, one idea, every day. All in 10 minutes or less.
4: The indicator from Planet Money,
5: your friendly economic sidekick.
3: From NPR.
5: This is
1: NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton here with Puzzle Guru, Art Chung. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Gail and Britter. Soon they'll play a game about famous women who didn't have to deal with a spouse holding them back. Let's check in with our contestants. Gail, what's your least favorite thing about a wedding? The ceremony. Let's just get right to the party. Yeah, forget it. I do, I do. Let's go. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, exactly. Britter,
6: what's your least favorite thing about a wedding? The chicken dance. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: we we told our DJ at our wedding like no songs that have preformed associated dances allowed. No songs where finally everyone can dance? Is that what you're saying, Britter? <laughs> no songs where everybody has to conform to a specific yeah, dance. Yeah, that's that right. Do.
2: How do you feel about uh what are the what are the other
6: ones? There's the
1: Macarena. Yeah, that's Macarena. A, that's a great e- dance. Everybody loves that dance.
6: <laughs> I went to like 15 bar and bat mitzvahs when the Macarena first came out. Like, uh-huh. I, if I never hear that song again, I'll be, I'll be happy. <laughs> yep, yep. What's the other one? Electric Slide? Yeah, how about that? Nope. Nope,
2: okay. Uh,
1: the Twist?
6: The Twist was the exception. The Twist is okay. <laughs> wow, really? you the exception for The
1: Twist. <laughs> it's
2: classic. Your next game is a music parody called Happily Alone. Gail, you won the last game, so you win this, and you are in the final round. Britter, you need to win this, or you'll have to get married. <laughs>
1: We rewrote the TLC song No Scrubs to be about famous women who were never married. So ring in to tell me who I'm singing about. Are you ready? Yes. A shrub is a plant, looks like a bush. And bush was the POTUS I worked for. I was a secretary of state.
6: But now he's painting cats. (laughs) Britter. Condoleezza Rice.
1: Condoleezza Rice, you got it. No,
6: I want religious
1: visions no i don't want the siege of orleans and no just as soon skip that sainthood no please don't burn me at the stake <laughs> too soon <laughs> britter joan of arc joan of arc is correct
6: oh you get it <laughs>
1: If you're wearing scrubs, if you are a nurse, you owe a lot to me. Pinning ceremony day and a pledge, you say, oath named after me. Nursing oath named after this person.
5: <laughs>
1: She's a famous
5: nurse. It's <laughs>
1: a good hint. Oh, Gail.
4: Florence Nightingale? Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: No, I don't want no husband, no The monarchy is mine alone, and no We don't want no Queen Mary, no We'd rather have a Protestant throne Gritter. Queen Elizabeth? That's correct. Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, Okay, here we go. If you publish under a pen name Oh yes, girl, I'm talking to you and if Ellis Bell was your pen name, oh, yes, girl, I'm talking to you. The sisters three are literary, but I wrote
4: Wuthering Heights.
6: Gail. Charlotte Bronte.
1: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Britta, do you know the answer?
6: One of the other Bronte's. <laughs>
1: Can you be more specific? Uh,
6: Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Bronte. I don't even know their first name. Very
1: close. note it was <laughs> Emily funny. Bronte. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> Single clap. Everyone's <Emily's> like, a <laughs> Single clap in the audience for Emily Bronte. All right, this is your last clue. We don't got no nuns as selflessly kind and charitable like me. Guess you got canonized, won a Nobel Prize. That's right, suckers, it's me. <laughs> Gail. Mother Teresa? Yes, Mother Teresa. People don't know, but Mother Teresa is super braggy about it.
5: <laughs> Technically married to Jesus. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Puzzle Guru, Art Chung, how did our contestants do? Well done, Britter. You won that game. You each won a game, so it's time for a quick game three. I'm going to give you a category, and you'll go back and forth, naming things that fall into that category. The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. The protagonist of Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham refuses to eat Green Eggs and Ham here, there, or anywhere. What are the 11 other situations in which the protagonist refuses to eat Green Eggs and Ham? Britter. In a box? In a box is correct. Gail? In
6: a can? No, I'm sorry, that is not.
2: It's <laughs> good, though.
5: The other answers were, in a house, with a mouse, Uh, with a fox, in a car, in a tree, in the dark, on a train, in the rain, with a goat, and in a boat. Dang. Gail, we're sorry to see you go. Britter, congratulations, you're headed to the final round.
2: While Megan and Britter get ready for our final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is called Largest and In-Chargest. Puzzle Archung, please explain how this works.
5: Ophira, I'm going to tell you and Jonathan about two Guinness World Records, each the largest recorded specimen of its kind. Your job is to guess which of the two is bigger, because not every large is the same. <laughs> Think about it.
1: Not every large is the same. It's yes. very right. deep.
5: It's very deep. All right, here's, here's your first one. Which is bigger, the world's largest disco ball or the world's largest inflatable beach ball?
4: Ophira. Oh, both
2: so fun. <laughs> both so fun. They both sound super fun. Wouldn't you fun. be happy if you were at a party that had both of those things? And yeah, there get... was only two people invited <laughs> to the party.
1: <laughs> as long as the room was big enough.
2: <laughs> the room has to be... Okay, the largest disco ball... You know, I'm going to say the largest inflatable beach ball is bigger because the largest disco ball has to hang from the ceiling. That's a big problem. That's It's going to be heavy. The ceilings are going to fall. Beach ball, man, that could be massive.
5: Jonathan?
1: I feel like you're probably right. I mean, let's face it. An inflatable thing that's kind of round is like a hot air balloon. That's already pretty big. <laughs> sure. I could see making a beach ball that big. To make a, a mirrored a mirrored <laughs> disco, disco ball, ball that big, you yep. would need a lot of mirrors. What a huge pain in the neck it would be to Who make that. Who would want to do that? Nobody wants to do that. No. Not even, yeah, I'm going to agree with Afira on this one. It's the beach ball.
5: Right, the answer is beach ball. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. The beach ball was 65 feet 6 inches tall or diameter and was part of a promotional stunt for the 2017 movie Baywatch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing they could think of. I could just imagine that pitch thing. All right, what do people love about Baywatch? Uh, I don't know how to say this, so I'll say beach balls.
5: All right, here's your next question. Which is longer, the world's longest bicycle or the world's longest motorcycle? Jonathan, you're first.
1: Well, again, I feel like bicycle is going to be easier and safer because you're not going to go. If you have a, you have a motorcycle yeah. that's 100 feet long Yeah, <laughs> and it's got a motor on it, if you're going to be going fast, you're going to get in a very bad accident.
2: <laughs> How does that even work?
1: I don't even know. How many so,
2: wheels do, what would you have to have?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Does it still count if it's just two I suppose. You just have a, long, you have a long string of wheels. You could do it.
2: Or like a tractor wheel?
1: Yeah, like a tread. <laughs> a tread. Just a, tread. a giant yes, tread. Thank you.
5: <laughs> I don't think it would count then. Oh, okay.
1: It wouldn't really be a motorcycle. No. Okay, case. got it. I'm going to say bicycle because I feel like it's easier to make a bigger bicycle.
2: I am with you, but just for fun, I'm going to say, here's the one thing that might make it a motorcycle. Bicycle enthusiasts are going to be like, we don't need a bigger bicycle. Who cares about a big bicycle? You know what's the great thing about bicycles? Just me and my bicycle. But motorcycle enthusiasts will be like, you know what's cool? A big motorcycle. (laughs) What's the biggest motorcycle we can make? Yeah, let's put money into that.
1: Do you know what's the great thing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you said, Do you know what's the great thing about bicycles? Just me and my bicycle. <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest thing. You sound just like a
5: bicycle rider when you say that. So, Fira, you said motorcycle. Yep. I'm sorry, the answer is bicycle. Yeah. The world's longest bicycle is 135 feet 11 inches. Too long. <laughs> Too long. Here's your next question. Which has a larger diameter? The world's largest drum or the world's largest whoopee cushion? Fira. <laughs>
2: feel like we're back to the disco ball and the beach ball once again. Yeah. The, l- but you wouldn't
1: think that theory would be so applicable across I know. so many. Clearly,
2: it's a metaphor for life. Um, yeah, it's going to be the whoopee cushion because, uh, well, actually, maybe the device inside the whoopee cushion to make the whoopee sound. What is that? Is that a, some sort of...
1: Whoopee what? cushion is just an inflatable it's just thing. thing,
2: right? You know, you play pranks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love um, pranks.
2: Because the drum has to be a skin, Right.
0: Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm.
2: that's like, I mean, that means you're sewing together lots of animal hides. I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm going to say a whoopee cushion, just
1: a bunch of plastic. All right, Jonathan. Thank you for making it interesting last time. (laughs) But I don't want to make it interesting. I'm going to go with what I think is the answer, which is to agree with the fear and say it's it's the
5: whoopee cushion. Wow. (laughs) You guys have really found the Occam's razor of of, uh, Guinness Book of World Records. The answer is whoopee cushion. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The world's largest whoopee cushion is 25 feet in diameter. uh, And it took, quote, many students from the community to collaboratively deflate it. I like that. The community. All right. Which is longer, the world's longest seesaw or the world's largest road sign? When are you going to need a super long
1: road sign? Well, (laughs) I feel like some of these things, these are not all things that just exist. Sometimes people just make it so that they can get into the Guinness Book of World Records. What? What? I'm, t- I'm, sa- I'm saying, it's not una- you don't actually need to have it in the world in, o- in order to, okay. to make right. it. Okay, sure. I'm just trying to think of how terrifying it would be to be on a very long seesaw.
2: And you're at the top, and then that person gets up and goes to have lunch?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I used to love the seesaw because it's thrilling, because you're about to die. All the time. On it, we used to, like, really fling ourselves up and down so that you could get air with your butt on Yeah, top. sure.
2: Or walk it. Did you ever walk on top of it?
1: Oh my God, it's so dangerous. That's why they don't have them in playgrounds anymore, because they're way too dangerous. And if you made one that was like 100 feet long, you'd be, I can't do the math, but you'd be very high in the air. <laughs> Still, <laughs> it's a very tempting idea. And a road sign, I kind of agree with you, who cares about who a road cares? sign? Yeah. I'm going to go with Seesaw on this one.
5: All right, Ophira.
2: Although I can't figure out if you have a super, super, super long seesaw, like where you're going to put the, uh, I mean... The, fulcrum? The fulcrum, thank you. To, at some point, it's going to be just like, Bling, ling, ling, like it's not going to work at the end because they're going to be You don't too, have a lot of uh, play, you're saying. That's right. You, can't, well, that's I, you won't be point. able to seesaw. It will just snap.
1: Unless the fulcrum is very tall.
2: Unless the fulcrum is made of a road sign.
5: <laughs> I'm going to say seesaw. You both say Seesaw. The correct answer is Seesaw. Yeah. The world's largest Seesaw is 79 feet, two inches long. In its up position, the Seesaw is 11 feet and seven inches tall. Oh, kids, (laughs) don't ride it. Don't ride it. It's too dangerous. All right, here we go. This is your last question. Ophira, which is longest, the world's largest sock or the world's biggest pair of jeans? (laughs) Longest? Yeah, the length, the longest dimension.
2: I'll just say this. Isn't it more satisfying just to think about the world's largest sock? Like, at largest jeans, you're like, All right, but like, just a massive sock?
1: Just one? You just pull, the one? Just the one.
2: <laughs> the other one gets lost. I don't even know where <laughs> it goes. You're pulling it out of a dryer for like 10 hours, right. just trying to find the end of it? I
1: had two of these when I applied to get the <laughs> record, and now exactly. I only have one. That's I right.
2: Where is it? Yeah, I'm going to say sock. You're going to say
1: sock. Jonathan? I'm going to say jeans to make it interesting.
2: Well, look at you. That's it? Making it interesting. Not not that interesting, I suppose. You made it fascinating. I
1: made it really interesting. Let's see what happens.
5: The real answer is jeans. Yay! You made it right. I made it
2: really interesting.
5: (laughs) The world's biggest pair of jeans is 164 feet four inches long. The sock was only 32 feet long. Ah. And the jeans weigh one ton. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, that's the end of the game, and the winner this time is Jonathan. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our
2: finalist, Megan Ballback, a high school art teacher who comforts her students that say, I can't draw by telling them, that's okay, this is ceramics. <laughs> and Britta Gunderson, who doesn't like the chicken dance because she hates conformity. <laughs> Puzzler Archung, take it away.
5: Thanks, Ophira. Megan and Britter, your final round is called Quebec, Uniform, India, Zulu, because in this game, every answer is one of the words in the NATO phonetic alphabet, which, as you know, are those words you use to clarify what letters you're saying when you're spelling your name on the phone to a customer service agent, like Q as in Quebec. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Lena Hall. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Britter is going first. Here we go. Britter, the Plaza and the Savoy are two famous examples of this type of business. Hotel. Correct. Megan, thousands of men grow patchy facial hair during the no-shave movement in this month. November. That is correct. Britter, the titular Shakespearean character who was born into the House of Montague. Romeo. That is right. Megan, Atlanta's airport is the busiest in the world, in large part because this major airline is headquartered there.
3: Um, I am going to say United?
5: No, I'm sorry. We're looking for Delta. Britter, Meryl Streep has been nominated more than 20 times for this prestigious acting award. Oscar. That is correct. Megan, this city was founded by explorer Francisco Pizarro and is the current capital of Peru. Uh 3 seconds. Sorry, we were looking for Lima, Peru. Mm. Britter, it's Amazon's brand of smart speaker, not the word that triggers those speakers. Echo. Echo is correct. Megan, this form of electromagnetic radiation is used in medical tests and airport security. X-ray. That is correct. We're at the halfway point. Britter is in the lead, four to two. Britter, a ballroom dance style from Argentina, often accompanied by a guitar.
6: Tango. Correct.
5: Correct. Megan, a ballroom dance style that resembles a faster waltz, popular in the 1930s. Foxtrot. That's right. Britter, the TV network that gave us The Real Housewives and Top Chef. Bravo. That's right. Here's a situation. Britter's in the lead six to three. Megan, if you get this question wrong, Britter wins the game. Winning one of the biggest titles in this sport will earn you a bright green jacket. Uh, Golf. That is correct. Britter, if you get this right, you win. In Mary Shelley's novel, it's the first name of Dr. Frankenstein. Charlie?
6: <laughs> I know that's one of the letters.
5: I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The answer was Victor. Megan, again, if you miss this, Britter wins. 2017 Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year Aaron Judge is one of these. Shortstop? No, I'm sorry. The answer we're looking for is Yankee. Congratulations, Britter. Oh. You won the game.
2: Nice work Megan, such a pleasure having you, well done. Congratulations Britter! And that's our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Archung. My name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Juan Escalante, Ashlyn Hatch, Madeline Kaplan, and Carol Lee. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Okabe, and David Herkin. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katseff, Travis Larchuk, Denny Shin, Romel Wood, and our intern, Camilla Franklin, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grundman. This week, we have to say goodbye to our producer, Julia Melfi.
5: I'm Jill Fuel.
2: Julia did it all, from casting contestants to writing games to editing interviews. She is a total delight to work with. We love her and are going to miss her and wish her nothing but all the best. <clears throat> We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bellhouse, Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by actress Rose Byrne, star of the new movie Juliet Naked. And we play a game my mom wrote called Why Haven't You Called? Taking songs about the telephone and changing the lyrics to be about other forms of communication. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games and Trivia.
6: This message comes from NPR
1: sponsor, Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort, with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most
6: comfortable sleep. Learn more at stearnsandfoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Betterment. Confusing eye contact with a mysterious
1: stranger is never chill. But Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances.